everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. We've got a jam-packed episode this week, and we kick it off with an interview with rising Mizzou sophomore Jocelyn Moore. We chat with Jocelyn about Mizzou's history-making season last year and her goals for this upcoming season. Plus, we talk about all the inner squads we've watched so far and share our thoughts on how teams like Michigan, Georgia, and Florida, and more are looking so far this season. So stay tuned. But before we get to that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, DFP, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Eric S, Milan W, M, Derek H, and Abby M. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you guys so, so much. And if you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter and supporting our podcast, we always have a link to our Patreon in the show notes down below to where you can learn about the perks of each tier level, what we offer, and how that money helps to keep this podcast going. So we appreciate you guys so much. We love you and we hope you enjoy our conversation with Jocelyn Moore and some of the inner squad that have been happening recently you guys had an inner squad yesterday and you did all four events which we haven't seen yet in college so how do you think it went how do you feel you did and how do you feel the team looked um well I was very proud of what I did personally just especially being able to compete all four events you know I've never done that in an actual me as you've mentioned but overall like for the team I think we did a really good job being able to be aggressive and handle some adversity here and there. And it was just a lot of fun to get back out there. I mean, we haven't been competing. We haven't competed since April, May around that time. So like, it's been a few months, but it's so exciting. I love competing. Yeah. You haven't competed since the NCAA championships. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to go back. Speaking of NCAA championships, I want to go back to last season because you guys had a phenomenal season, made history. I wanted to read through some of the accomplishments from last season. So You guys beat Georgia at home for the first time ever. You beat LSU and Arkansas at home. You came a tenth away from beating Florida with a program record score of 197650. You had Missouri's highest finish ever at SECs, which was fourth. And then obviously, like we just said, you made it to NCAAs for the second time in program history and finished the season in fifth. So when you hear all of that and you think about the fact that you were just a freshman, how cool is that to experience all those things as a freshman, you know, your very first season of college gymnastics to have all of that under your belt already. What is that like? Oh, it was definitely an exciting time. I mean, especially being able to be a part of it. It was so cool to just experience. And like, it's one thing being able to see the team do it, but it's another to be a part of it and actually know that my scores contributed to those accomplishments. And I think that's so awesome. And also like being a freshman, not many people can come in and say I was a freshman and we did these things as a freshman. So that'll be something I remember for the rest of my life. I loved it. What kind of expectations did you have coming in as a freshman? Like, did you ever imagine your season going that well? Um, no, not, not that I would say I thought I wasn't going to do well, but those are just things that you hear about, not things you always think you're going to experience. So for me being a freshman doing that, I, oh, I can't, I can't even put it into words. I loved it. So going back to regionals, you guys were in that bloodbath of a regional with several top teams. You guys were coming in as the fourth seed. What was the mindset for the team going in? Did you guys think that it was possible to advance to nationals? What was the mindset and the goal going into that? Yeah, so definitely like 
we never count ourselves out. It's all, everything's always possible, you know, but in the moment we were just trying to hit our routines, like forget about who we're competing against or how we think we're going to place here, there, but just going in with the mindset of I'm going to do what I know how to do. And I think that also really helped. And one thing we try to do a lot of times, like focus on the team, like don't watch what's going on over there or listen to what's happening. Like if we're all in focusing on one thing, you know, our outcome will be much better. So take us back to that moment when you guys realized that you made it to NCAAs. I know you guys were like super, super excited, jumping up and down. Take us back to that moment and what was going through your head. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I just I had been I was second to last on floor and then my teammate Amari was last and we did what we knew how to do. Scores came up. We were like, yeah, but we weren't sure if it was enough. Hence, like I said, we were just paying attention to what we were doing and we didn't know what the scores were like around us. And it so happened that UCLA wasn't doing so well on the beam, but we didn't know that in the moment. We were just doing what we knew how to do. So when we the score finally popped up and we realized we made to NCAAs, oh goodness, that was just, that was surreal. I couldn't believe it. Jumping up and down, the pictures that we got, those pictures are great. <laughs> you need to blow it up and like hang it up in your room. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Shannon has a, he has the picture of us like just on the floor. Some people are in the air. Some people are like, yeah, he has that blown up in his office and I love it as he should as he should <laughs> so now going into nationals did you guys feel any sort of pressure being there um again kind of speak to the mindset of the team going in I mean no matter what happened you guys were having a historic season and it was going to be your best finish ever as a team so how much was that on your mind and I guess again talk about that mindset going in as a team right I think well we had already made it to nationals so at that point like making it to nationals was I feel like the most pressure that was on us. So the fact that we had already made it at that point, we were just trying to have fun. We we're like, surely we're going to try to do that again. But hey, while we're here now, we might as well enjoy it. So personally, I didn't think there was much pressure on us because we had already had such a good season. And this was the last meet of the season. So why be nervous and have so much pressure? Is it possible for you to pick a favorite moment from the season last year? Is there too many to pick from? <laughs> There's so many. I all the records and the qualifying. I would definitely, I would definitely say making it to nationals, though. That was that was such a highlight. Although, I mean, we had so many accomplish accomplishments like you read, but that was definitely the highlight, I would say. And so what do you feel like all of those accomplishments from last season? What message does that send about Missouri gymnastics? Oh, that we are definitely capable. I mean, like we are the underdogs, but hey, we're coming up. And I love that. I'm here at the time when Missouri is coming up because I can help and I can contribute and I, I can experience it. And going into this season, I mean, you guys, I believe we were looking through like the rosters of like all the top teams. And I think you guys are the only top team that has the entire team from last year returning. So what is that like to have the whole team back and some freshmen coming in? Is that kind of like a confidence boost knowing that you were good last season and you're probably going to be good again this season as well? Yes, definitely. Like we have the same team coming back and our fifth years, they definitely contributed scores significantly to um, our results last season. So having them back is awesome. And then we also have the incoming freshmen who are pushing us to also do better because we need that extra shove. Don't get complacent, you know, but it's great to have the whole team back plus new additions. Do you feel any pressure at all? to kind of not necessarily like repeat what you did last season, but now knowing that you had such an incredible year last year, there might be more eyes on you guys. Do you feel like that adds a little bit of pressure? Um, Definitely. There's always going to be some pressure there, but I think if we just focus on 
like doing what we know how to do and just go in the gym and work hard, like not so much trying to repeat what we did last year, but just to be great as we try to be every day. So just doing the process will help us get the outcome that we want. So what are your goals personally for the season? And then talk about some of the team's goals as well. Well, okay. So personally for my goals, I would like to be regular season all American again, um, like I did last year. And I'm also trying to crack that beam lineup. I would love to be an all around gymnast, but as far as the team, our goals, I mean, 197 NQS, 197 plus around there. And honestly, to just being able to hit and stick, we need to, well, it would be nice to go in and consistently stick because those are the things that stand out to the judges and will get us our scores. Is there a certain meet that you're most excited for this season? I know being in the SEC conference, you're every week you're up against amazing teams. Is there a certain team that you like to go against? Um, personally, I'm excited to go to Florida to compete in the Odom. Um, I think that's really cool. But as far as like the team, I would say I want, SECs. I want to go back to SECs. I think that that meet is so nice, and especially like having our regular season meets contribute to where what time we compete and getting in that night session definitely a goal of ours. So I wanted to talk about your vault because you have a one and a half on vault that is like, I think the hugest one and a <laughs> half that I've ever seen. I don't even know how you do it. So have you ever trained like a double or like even a two and a half? Because I feel like you have to be capable of it. Yes, I actually have tried. I've trained doubles to mats, never two and a half just to the pit, but yeah. <laughs> Did you ever consider like when you were, you know, coming up the ranks doing elite gymnastics? I did not. That was actually never in my trajectory, really. Really? Yeah. I just see your ball and I'm like, she can totally do a two and a half twist. So just <laughs> throw another full twist in there. Like, it has to be easy. <laughs> so to kind of end this off, we have some just fun, random questions. Kind of piggybacking off the last one. What is a, a dream scale to compete? Hmm. For me, I would say your trickle double full. Okay. okay. Is that yeah. something that you think that we'd ever see in college at some point? Like, even if it's just one time? <laughs> it could be, definitely. Yeah. What is your career goals or a dream job? Um. Well, right now I'm thinking about majoring in accountancy. So hopefully to be an accountant. Nice. What about favorite spot on campus? Mm, the rec center. I love Mizzou's rec center. It's so beautiful. My friends and I um, a few Wednesdays here and there, we've been going to the um, the grotto, which is like an indoor water park. Not really. It has like a lazy river, a whirlpool, a sauna. Yeah, it's really relaxing and it's fun. I love it. What were some of the reasons why you chose Mizzou? Okay, so the coaches were very attentive about um, reaching out to me and coming to see me. I remember in club, my coach would always tell me, all right, Mizzou's coming, Mizzou's coming. So like, I love the fact that I felt like I was wanted and that really stood out to me. I know um, different schools that tried to recruit me didn't come out as much, didn't reach out as much, but I could feel that Mizzou really wanted me to be a part of that team. So what about the proudest moment in your career so far? And honestly, we could open that up to just life in general, whether it's gymnastics or it could be your personal life. What's something that you're really proud of? Well, I would say my senior year of J.O., when I qualified to the Nastia Cup, because it was my last year, we were coming back from COVID and things just weren't the same. But um, I remember them saying there was going to be a Nastia Cup and that was one of my goals senior year. And I loved that moment when I found out I qualified. It was really exciting. 
what was that like getting to compete like on TV, a bigger crowd on podium? What was that experience like? Right. Definitely. Because um, that was my first time ever being on a live broadcast because I wasn't in college yet. So the nerves definitely kicked in or they were definitely there. But the experience and the atmosphere at the Nastia Cup, I can honestly say was so positive. The girls were so nice. Like you would have thought you knew these girls, even though it's the first time meeting them. So that experience is really cool. Is there anything else that you wanted to add that we didn't ask you about? Nothing in particular, but I'm very excited for this season. So are we. <laughs> you guys are going to be so incredible. We are so excited. And, and we watched the inner squad. Obviously, we're not from Missouri, so we couldn't be there in person. But we were watching on Instagram live and you guys look amazing. So we're super, super excited for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Jocelyn for taking the time to come chat with us. We are so excited for Mizzou this season. We think it's going to be another great year, and we can't wait to cheer you guys on. So best of luck this season. So to close out this episode, we figured since there's been so many inner squads happening, we might as well talk about it and share any comments, questions, and concerns that we have. <laughs> so. so I figured the best place to start, honestly, would be Mizzou. Yes. It's fitting. We just had Jocelyn on the podcast, and I feel like they were the first team to really kick off this past week of exhibitions. Everybody is doing inner squads now, so I think they're all trying to squeeze it in before everyone leaves for Christmas break. Yeah, it's either this past week or this coming week. Mm-hmm. We pretty much are going to see all of the top teams, or most of the top teams, I should say. And a lot of them are streamed, too, at least as far as like the bigger teams. Mizzou had theirs on Instagram Live. Which we so appreciate. Yes. Georgia had their first look on SEC+. Michigan's was on PTN+. We got LSU coming up, UCLA. Utah, they were on Pac-12 Network. So a lot of good coverage for InterSquad, which is great to see. So starting with Mizzou and Jocelyn... She did all around, as we mentioned, which was great. I think it would be amazing to see her on all four events this season. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that happens. She looked pretty good. Yeah, she really did. I feel like she's so much improved on bars and beam and looks more confident than ever before. So I'm really hoping that this is the year that we see her sneak into some of those lineups, if not all of those lineups, because I think that she could be a really good score for them in those events. Yes. And this is something that we mentioned not only in the interview with Jocelyn, but we mentioned a couple weeks ago when we had Chaz on the show and we did our NCAA season preview. (laughs) Mizzou is not losing anybody from last season. So it's really just about who they can add to the lineups, who can step up, what the freshmen can do. Yep. And I think that's going to be the key for Mizzou this season to have an even better season than they did last year. But they're one of the only, at least as far as the top teams go, um, teams that have everybody from last season returning. They didn't lose anybody because they even got the fifth years back. Yep. So that's good news for Mizzou. And I think that, you know, Jocelyn, even though she's only a sophomore, I kind of see her as like one of the leaders of the team almost. Totally. So I think the more events she can do, I think that's just going to help the team even more. So fingers crossed for that. And like she said in the interview, that's her goal as well to get into the you know bar lineup and then also the beam lineup. Which she did do bars a couple times last season, but she wasn't in consistently. And then beam we hadn't seen yet. So yes. super excited about that and all the potential that we may see from her there. There's also Amari Celestine, who also is a phenomenal sophomore gymnast, another person that I kind of view as a leader. Um, Scoring potential-wise, she's capable of doing big things. She has incredible skills, very consistent. So lots that she brings to the table. But we only saw her on bars at this exhibition. 
Yeah, so, you know, it's hard to say with these preseason inner squads because it could be a number of things. First of all, someone could just be, like, sick, not feeling well, and they're not doing their, you know, full strength. They're not going full send mode. But there's also the possibility that, you know, maybe they're nursing a minor injury. You know, it could be a little bit of a sore ankle or a soul... A soul searching? (laughs) A soul searching shoulder. (laughs) Honestly, whenever we had to say the words like sore or surgery combined with shoulder. It's the double S. Yeah, I can't do it. Every time I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I lost track of what I was saying. You were saying it could be something minor. It could be an ankle tweak. It could be a sore sore shoulder. shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, and like they're just resting and they're not pushing it because they want that athlete to be ready for the season. And I have no insight on Amari. I, I don't know why she didn't do the other events, but I'm just saying that this is common with teams in the preseason during these inner squads to see some of the top gymnasts not doing all four events or doing their full difficulty. Cause there's really no need to, it yeah. wouldn't be smart to push somebody if they were coming back from something, you don't want to push it at this point when it's, you know, an early December inner squad they still have several weeks before season, and you want them to be healthy and last through season, and she's a really big part of Mizzou's team, so. Yes. Because she did bars, I'm not freaking out yet. And it was a great <laughs> bar routine. Yes. So. So fingers crossed that everything is good there, and by the time season rolls around, she'll be back to her usual dominance. Other highlights for me, Helen Hu on Bars and Beam, beautiful as always. <sighs> we know she's beautiful. This is nothing new. <laughs> but just watching her, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's she's so good. mesmerizing. And I, I don't remember if this was a conversation that we had just personally or if we said this during our NCAA <laughs> preview episode, but I feel like in terms of fantasy drafting, she's being overlooked a little bit. Like, she's not going as quick as I would think. And I'm like, hello, everybody. Helen who? What are you doing? (laughs) In last season, she was coming back from an injury, so that would make sense. But she's had a full season now and a full summer to heal and just honestly get better and better. So I'm hoping that it's going to be another great year for her. She has a new beam mount. It's a Corbett. So that's like super unique and of course beautiful. Not something that you really ever, I don't think we've ever seen that in college. Not to my knowledge. Love that from her. Also, Alyssa Shermetta, she got a 10 on beam. Shout out to her. <laughs> now, I'm not sure. I believe they didn't have real judges. I believe they were like I was guest judges or celebrity judges. Sometimes you got to be cautious with those celebrity judges because they like to throw out high scores when it's not warranted. <laughs> but also not to like undermine the incredible beam work of Alyssa Shermetta because yeah. it was a beautiful routine and a very, very worthy of a very good score. Yeah, so if not a 10, we're talking 99 plus. Right. So that was fun to see. Um, and then also the freshman, Addison Lawrence, yeah. she got a 99 on beam. I think that's definitely her best event coming in. She we all- definitely added her to a couple of our fantasy lists after that. Yes. And we knew who she was coming into. Like she had a fairly successful level 10 career. Yeah. She but wasn't like an unknown name by any means. With but- freshmen, you never know. You never know how they're going to transition to college, what events they're going to do. So to see her competing and also doing so well, I was like, okay, I have confidence now that I can put you on my team. Yeah. Her <laughs> beam was great. Her vault was also great. She, Tied with Grace Ann Davis for the highest score of the day on that event, which was a 9825. And Grace Ann Davis, uh, I don't know if you want to call it an upgraded vault because she's done it before, but. Yeah, so she's trained the one and a half her entire career, and she's done it at various points throughout her career. Usually does the full, 
Um, I'm imagining just because it's more consistent and she's more confident with it, but it was a really powerful one and a half that she showed. And yeah. I think it's really promising for the future. And I'm hoping that we'll see that consistently in their lineup because the more title start values you can have for a team like Missouri, especially to stay competitive, the better. Absolutely. I think that would be big for them. And Hannah McCrary also, she only did the full at the center squad, but also capable of the urchin go one and a half as well and has competed it before. So yeah, I think that'll be big for Missouri if they can get as many 10-0 start values in their lineup as possible. But overall, I think they looked good. Like you said, kind of one of the first, as far as streamed inner squads go, our first opportunity to watch a team on all events. And I I was impressed. And because it was a live stream, you could watch the whole routine. It wasn't just highlights. So. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, they appear to be picking up right where they left off, which mm-hmm. is super exciting to see. Okay, so what about Florida? Florida was another one that... We really relied on fans to provide the content or the footage for us because it wasn't streamed. So Florida only did highlights on their Instagram story, which was nice. But um, we got to see some full routines from some fans that were there. Yeah, I think between what Florida posted and what you know various fans posted, we got to pretty much see every routine, which was nice. Um, so they they actually had two inner squads last week. So yeah. they had. I think it was on Monday, the beginning of the week, they had their one in the O-Dome. And then on Thursday that same week, they had an in-gym one, which we saw some videos from as well. So I guess we can kind of talk about both of those. So the in-gym, or I mean the in-arena one, it's the first time they've done that, I believe. They usually just do the in-gym one. Yeah. But they pretty much only showed bars and beam and a few vaults, but not doing full difficulty. We didn't see any Yuchenko one and a half or anything like that. Definitely playing it safe, which is smart. Um, Floor was mostly dance-throughs, with the exception of, like, one pass for most of the people. I think... The person that I was most impressed with was Victoria Wynn. On Beam, it was, oh my gosh, it was so good. It was like perfect, dare I say? She's one of those people that, because Florida is so deep, it's really, really hard, especially that Beam lineup to crack the lineup. Yeah. But after watching her, I was like, this needs to be in the lineup. If she's doing it like this consistently in practice, See, or if she's doing it like that in competition when season rolls around, she needs to be in. Absolutely. That's what I'm curious about, though, is like how consistent... Is she with that routine? Like, is she going up every day in the gym and doing an identical routine to that? Because if so, like, she's absolutely in that lineup. Yeah. And the bars were nice, too. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting in what Florida does with these lineups because... Well, and she also had the one and a half on vault. Yeah. We didn't see that when they were in the arena, but just a few days later, they showed that on their Instagram story when they were in the gym. So, a very nice one and a half can do floor as well so lots of potential there I, th- I definitely think we'll see her at various points throughout the season on various events mm-hmm. um i think that beam and bars is definitely her best chance at consistently being in the lineup however yeah and kind of the same with morgan hurt honestly oh it's so good to see her back though yeah it was so so nice and her double layout on floor is the best that it's ever looked yeah I really think. good really good now, granted, they did have a coach out on the floor helping to kind of spy and, you know, help the athletes get some air or a little extra like push that they may need. So that could be a factor, but I was so, so impressed with that double layout on floor. Her dance is beautiful, as we would expect from her. Um, not super impressed with Florida's choreography in general, like as a whole, which is interesting because I feel like in years past, 
Florida is one of the teams that I've always enjoyed watching. Like, I do tend to like a lot of their Florida teens and Jeremy Miranda's choreography. But I have to say, I wasn't, like, super, super impressed this year. I like Trinity's routine. Yeah. I like Morgan Hurd's routine. Yeah. And I didn't mind Rachel Bauman's. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like... It feels like the, trying to push the same style on everybody. And I also am not a big fan of how... It seems like Florida recycles choreography or the same movements. They do. Over and over again. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I understand that like some gymnasts have like their signature move or whatever, but I felt like even Rachel Bauman's routine, it reminded me a lot of Alyssa's, like some of the movements that she was doing. Well, and there's also pieces of her routine from when she was at Georgia as well. Yeah. Like certain parts of the choreography that I recognize, so. So I don't know, I wish that they would kind of expand a little bit and not feel compelled to give everyone the same style or do the same moves they've been doing for the last four years. Yeah, or just give them something that suits them better, that's more unique to them, that they can actually go out there and sell and enjoy because yeah. it feels like them. Yeah. Um, so that's really like one of the critiques that I had from watching their floor routines is I think I expected more and I was slightly disappointed by what I saw. But I'm also hoping that maybe as season goes along, you know, they gain more confidence and they get more comfortable doing the routine and we're able to perform it better at least. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely, I think, an area we can potentially see some improvement in as season progresses. Mm-hmm. For sure. But as far as everybody else, I'm really excited to see where Kayla DiCello fits into the mix. Rachel Bauman, I think they... So Kayla did not do... She hasn't been doing vault, but she did do it at their in-gym inner squad. Yeah, your trinkle full. Yeah, so... I, I don't, don't know if I see that being in the lineup this season. I don't think they necessarily need it. Especially with all the depth they have and how great she is in the other events. I just feel like, yeah, why? Like, unless she's doing a 10 start value and she's really consistent with that. I feel like they just don't need it right now. They have other people that they could be using. Right. Might as well use the depth if you have it. <laughs> I see her for sure being in the bar lineup and also probably the floor lineup. Beam, I think, is just a beam. Beam is beam. <laughs> <laughs> like, p- potential for sure, but also not a guarantee. And then for Rachel... I see her on three events, to be honest with you. I see her on vault, I see her on beam, and I see her on floor. She's looked really solid from everything that we've seen so far, not just the other squads, but the training highlights. She's on the story a lot, the Instagram story, and... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she looks really good. Yurchenko one and a half, um, which we saw a couple times when she was at Georgia, but... The beautiful thing about it is she is so similar to her sister in terms of what she can bring gymnastics-wise, that it's almost like you didn't even lose Alyssa. Yeah. Like, I feel like Rachel's just stepping in, and well, honestly, when you add the vault, she's potentially I was doing say, more than what Alyssa I don't want to say she's better, because it's not a matter of being better, but she, she brings has more. an extra event that Alyssa wasn't doing, at least to the level that Rachel's doing it with that vault. Yeah. So that's a massive, massive gain for Florida, I would say. And then Ellie Lazari. We saw her back on beam. She looks phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Super, super excited to have her back out there because I think she was really an asset to Florida's team during her freshman season. We probably won't see her in any event other than beam this season. At least that's what I'm guessing. But if she can crack the lineup, (laughs) I imagine that she will. She's she has a history of, you know, being very confident and consistent on that event. And so far, what we've seen have looked very, very good so far. So very excited to see her back. And as a whole, I think Florida looks really, really good. A lot of people, when I look at people's 
end of season predictions. A lot of people, it's pretty much split between Oklahoma and Florida for who people think is going to win the national title. Which I kind of have to agree with. I think that at this point in time, I don't know who I have on top quite yet. I still think there's so much of season that we obviously have to get through. For sure. There's people that are going to be in the conversation and the season goes on. They're going to really enter that conversation more and more. But I agree at this point in the season with the talent that they have, the way that they're performing, um, they're definitely top of the list right now. And they have the depth. That's the most important thing. Like if somebody, you know, knock on wood, were to go down with an injury, Florida has world-class depth on every event. So they definitely have a lot working in their favor this season. And I expect it to be another incredible year that could possibly end with a national championship. So, what about Utah? You know, Utah's done this for as long as I can remember when they do the Red Rocks preview. They don't necessarily go all out, but they looked good from what we saw. So, we didn't see any of the 10-0 start value balls aside from freshman McKenna Smith, who looked amazing, by the way. <laughs> yes, as an all-arounder. Yeah. I Now, I don't know if I see her consistently staying in the all-around, just because on an event like Beam, for example, Utah has so much talent and depth on that event, but I would absolutely love to see her stay in as an all-arounder this season because I was super, super impressed with what she was able to show in every event. Yeah, so Vault, she did the Ochenko half on front pike. She stuck it. So what an introduction to <laughs> the Hussman Center, to college gymnastics. Um, that was really cool to see. That was the only 10-0 start value vault. We saw a couple of your chinkle foals. Actually, okay, back up. We saw a lot of your chinkle foals, two of which I think are intended to be your chinkle foals. The rest are just downgrades. They're supposed to be one and a half. Right, like Jaden Rucker, Abby Brenner. Yes. A lot Lucy of- Lucy Stanhope. Yes, a lot of big your chinkle foals with rebounds out of it. Just to kind of get the vault on a competition surface, but not actually have to take the pounding of a front-facing landing. Because there's no need, like we said before. Honestly, at this point in the season, there's just absolutely no need to be going for the extra difficulty or really pushing it if you don't need to. Yeah. And I'm a pretty big fan of that. So they were conservative on vault, but like I said, they historically, the Red Rocks preview, they've always been that way. So not entirely shocking. Um, but aside from that, they mostly, from what I could tell, were doing full difficulty on all the other events, and they looked really, really good. Bars looked great. Brenner was a really nice addition to that lineup. Yeah. Grace McCallum had a beautiful routine. McKenna Smith, really yeah. great lines on that event. Yeah, good stuff on bars. I feel like that's going to be a good event for them this season. I was I was almost going to say one of their strongest, but honestly, Beam is good. <laughs> yeah. Vault's going to be good. Maybe they're just going to be really strong all around. Who knows? Yeah. Honestly, Beam, last season, they were the number one team, and I don't expect that to change this season. Mm-hmm. I did feel like at some points we saw unnecessary difficulty. <laughs> I don't I know if anyone agree. else feel that way, but like, so like Grace McCallum, for example, she does two sets of wolf turns connected when... On beam. On beam, yeah. And you're not getting any bonus in college for doing that. It was a, it was a, like an elite composition type 
Which, with this code, not, they removed that rule from this code anyway. So she couldn't even do that if she came back to Elite. But what you're saying is, why the hell is she doing that in college? There's n- no reason at it, all. To me, it just opens you up for, like... Deductions. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you're not, not, it's just one more thing that you could wobble on or miss a connection You're not on gaining or, anything from doing it. All you're doing is opening the door for the judges to take a deduction if you mess it up. So why do it? Yeah. So I, <laughs> I was a little bit, like... That's a, just a wee bit unnecessary, but well, go and off then race. Kara Aker had, I she kind of messed it up, so I don't know exactly fully what she was intending to do, but it was basically like a three leap connection. Like she did a leap onto the beam, and then did another leap, and then she went to do like this other jump, but she kind of like balked midair, so I don't really know what she was supposed to be doing, but but it looked like she was going for some other. Yeah, she's basically trying to connect three leaps or jumps together down the length of the beam. And while it's fun to watch and it's unique, I don't know if it's smart composition for college. Yeah, and it's possible that maybe because this is an exhibition, they were just trying things out, just like, why not? You know, see how it looks, see if she's able to hit it consistently. I imagine that will not be kept in for season, but who knows? Either way, I was not a big fan of it in that sense. Like, you need to be as consistent as you can be when you're in college. And I don't think doing you know, back-to-back wolf turns or three leaps in a row is setting yourself up to be consistent. <laughs> yeah, or setting yourself up to potentially get the highest score. It's just adding more places to get deductions on when you're not necessarily getting rewarded <laughs> for bonus. And then also, I forgot, there's Lucy Stanhope too. We saw her on Beam, which was great. Which I don't think she's necessarily going to be in the lineup, so I'm not too like concerned about it. But she did a full twisting back handspring to a back handspring step out. And here's the thing. Very cool. Love the originality. You know, you don't see that very often. So I appreciate that. But I'm also like, do we need to do it? Aside from it being cool. Like the full twisting back handspring is risky enough. <laughs> yeah. And this is why, and this is a whole other conversation that we're not going to have today, but this is why there needs to be like a revamping of the college scoring system because if they were rewarded for difficulty, there would be incentive to try and do these things. But right now there's not, you know, you can have someone doing one of the most basic routines possible, having the same start value as someone who's doing all these unique things and combinations. And you know what I mean? There's there's just no incentive to do it. So interesting strategy for Utah. I mean, to be pushing this unnecessary difficulty or connections. I, like I said, I don't think it'll stay for season. Truly. I think a lot of these examples we just gave i imagine that they won't be doing that come season but we shall see yeah just something that we noted when watching and then floor jaden rocker upgrading her first pass she used to do a tucked full line now she's doing the arabian double front which i feel like her tucked full line was so consistent like yeah. why why change it i'm not a big fan of arabian double fronts in college unless you're Liv Karras and you can nail it perfectly every single time you do it well it's harder to land yeah. it's hard to have clean execution on that a lot of people like cowboy it which I think Jaden does a little mm-hmm. bit. So um, not that the judges, let's be real, the judges are not going to take for that because they don't always take the deductions right. that they like they should, should be. They should, yes. Well, they, mm. but I liked her full end so much more. It was very consistent, very well executed. So I'm not sure if there was like a reason why she changed that, but it wasn't bad. I guess I'm just curious to see how consistent she's going to be able to do that because her full end was very, very consistent. Yeah. And I just think the double Arabian is going to be harder to get that landing on week in, week out. 
But her routine was definitely a highlight. Kara Aker, back on floor, absolutely yeah. loved to see it. She had a beautiful routine. Yeah, one of my... I wasn't a big fan of Utah's choreography either, but Kara Aker's was very Kara Aker. It was graceful and beautiful. And Jalene Gilstraps as well. <sighs> I love Jalene. Yes. And I want her to consistently be in the floor and the beam lineup. Yeah. Don't know if that's going to happen, but I've been wanting this for years now. We had her on our fantasy team. I think it was her freshman year. And then ever since then, we've just been like hooked on Jalen Gilstrap. Because it's because she's like perfect. Yeah. So fingers crossed we'll see her more this season. But yeah, Kara Aker back after the injury last season. And she almost had a... Kind of looked like a scare on her last pass. So she four. didn't do a first pass. I mean, she did, but it was just a, a layout. It wasn't her real pass. And then, yeah, the last pass scared the shit out of me. Yeah, under rotated it. Um, the way she landed and like grabbed her calf area almost looked like she was injured. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> not again, not again. Yeah. Um, she did get up and walk away, which was nice to see. It's probably just scary more than anything. Yeah. Keeping her fingers crossed that all remains well there. Um, just because she got up and walked away doesn't mean that she didn't tweak something or whatever. So sending best wishes to Kara Aker for continued health leading into the season. Um, because she really is beautiful to watch. And I'd like to see her do as many events as she can this season. They said in one of the uh, post-me interviews that she's training all four events. So... Which we like to hear. Yes. Also, wanted to give an update on Crystal Issa because that was mentioned on the broadcast. She has an ankle sprain. So nothing super major. Thank Not goodness. as severe as we were originally thinking when we saw the scooter. <laughs> yeah. She's expected to be back in January. So, you know, come beginning of season or I would say first month of the season, if you have Crystal Issa on your fantasy team, have no fear. She is expected to be back, which we are very, very happy about because she's a fifth year and we never want to see somebody get injured during their final season of gymnastics. For sure. But overall, pretty impressed with Utah. Um, they are ranked third in the preseason poll, which I guess we didn't mention that. Oklahoma was number one. Florida was number two. Utah. Utah's three. Michigan is four. And Auburn's fifth. LSU sixth. And then from there, it's not committed to memory. <laughs> we can maybe talk about that in another upcoming episode because I have thoughts on that and where I think certain teams are ranked too low and then also some teams that I feel like are ranked too high. Maybe we'll do that next week because we have another interview as well as there's going to be some other inner squads, UCLA, LSU, Michigan State, which we're hoping to go to. So maybe it'll be a similar episode where we you know, have the interview and then we do a little bit of talking. So stay tuned. <laughs> So, moving on to the Michigan Quad Inner Squad, which featured University of Michigan, Central Michigan, Western Michigan, and Eastern Michigan. The announcer in the arena kept saying, the best teams in the state of Michigan. And I'm like, that's kind of offensive considering Michigan State finished ninth, but that guy probably has no idea. Right? I would love to see Michigan State there, but also I think that would make things complicated because one of the other teams would have to drop out in order for them to join because otherwise there would have to be a bye and that would be too... That'd be entirely too much for an inner squad. Right. But I don't think it's fair to say the best of Michigan when you're not including Michigan State. Yes. Because they are one of the best. As they showed last season. (laughs) You're very passionate about this. Someone (laughs) needed to fill that guy in. But anyways, we digress. It was a great meet between some of the best teams in the state of Michigan. And as always, Michigan's 
quad inner squad me is always scored by actual judges. So Michigan came out on top with a 1964. Central Michigan was second with a 195875. Western Michigan was third with a 193550. And then Eastern Michigan was fourth with a 190.2. So I guess starting with Michigan, I feel like for this point in the season, I think they look right about how they should. Yeah. You don't want them to peak too soon or come out the gates looking like they're ready to contend for a national title right away. Is what they did last season, <laughs> if you all remember. They came out the gates extremely hot, were like ready to win the Natty in January, which was fun as a fan. We loved that. But maybe I do not the think, most practical. Right. You want them to not only stay healthy, but just to be able to pace themselves to get to the point where they are peaking at the end of the season instead of early on. Yeah. So Like you said, I think they're right where they need to be. I think there's areas where they can improve. For example, on vault, we did not see as many Yurchenko one and a halfs as we are used to seeing from Michigan. Right. Jenna Mulligan was in the lineup doing Yurchenko full, which a very nice Yurchenko full, might I add. But she's typically last season the kind of person that would come in here and there when they're resting some of the big name players. Like, for example, Natalie Wojcik. She did not do vault or floor at this inner squad. So Jenna stepped in in her place and then... Gabby Wilson had surgery on her shoulder over the summer and is still coming back. I mean, she's like totally fine, but she's just taking it a little bit slower on vault, is expected to have that one and a half back by the time season comes around. But, but honestly, I'm not even mad about her full. It's no. so powerful, so good. The score on that was absolutely crap, by the way. It got like a 9-7, yeah. if I remember One correctly. judge gave her a 9-6-5, the other a 9-7-5. Which, which is so rude. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry, like, how did you get that? Yeah, how? Her vault is so good. And so like, much amplitude, good enough distance from the table. It's clean in the air. Like, sure, you can nitpick. Like, maybe she could point her toes a little more. She did have a little hop on the landing. But like a 9-7? Yeah. Like, that, I'm sorry, what? Someone needs to lose their job. <laughs> and it's judge number two. <laughs> but anyways, that is, you know, hopefully going to be a Yurchenko one and a half by the time season rolls around. Otherwise, the vault lineup looked great. Sierra Brooks stuck her vault, nine nine two five. Abby High School, amazing as always. She got a 9.85. Raina Gugino in the leadoff spot fell, and she actually fell in the warm up right before she went. So, but that, again, that's not something I'm really worried about. You She's, shouldn't be sticking vaults unless you're Sierra Brooks at this point in the season. Like, yeah, and Raina has proven herself to be really consistent in the leadoff spot on vault, so I don't think that. It's anything to be concerned about. Michigan, you know, despite only posting a 49-025 here on vaults, I think that by the time season rolls around, we're looking like 49-5 plus on that event. Yeah. Also, Kaylin Morgan, we saw in the exhibition spot, which I was really surprised to see. I thought that if we saw Kaylin in any event at this exhibition, it was going to be beam. Yeah. So, Which we knew she was training vault, but I think that she is least likely to make a lineup on that event so, so it was interesting that that was the event that they put her up on but i guess good to you know get her out there and get experience even if they have no intention of using her on vault this season i mean if she's willing and able to do a vault why not i guess so experience yeah it was it was nice to see that we weren't really expecting that going in bars was definitely the roughest point for michigan during this inner squad they had two falls one being nicoletta coolos which i feel like if you're going to fall you want to be falling on 
a skill where you're being aggressive, which is what happened. Yeah, she was going for a perfect handstand. Honestly, had a really nice routine going otherwise, but cast it over again, going for that perfect handstand. Sometimes it happens. Not really too worried about it. And then Carly Bauman also fell on a handstand as well, or it was the pirouette right before her dismount. Yeah. Other than that, she had a good routine. Really, really happy to see her back out there. First routine back in Chrysler since her injury. And she's going to be a big scorer, obviously, when she hits, but not really that worried about it. I think it'll be fine. And then Lily Clapper, she was the exhibition on bars. And I'm really pleased with her on that event. I love her double layout. It's so floaty and perfect. And I really think she shows a lot of potential in that event. Don't know if we're necessarily going to see her crack into the lineup this season just because of depth. I don't know who you would take out in favor of her, but I just want to put it out there that she's someone that you should keep your eye on for the future. I think as early as next season, we'll definitely see her in that bar lineup and potentially some other lineups as well. Yeah, I think this season, probably a little bit hard for her to come in and make a lineup on any event, just given the talent in the upperclassmen. I mean, looking at the bars lineup from the inner squad, Gabby Wilson wasn't even on bars, and she is someone who should be on bars as long as everything is a-okay with her shoulder, which she did bars in the in-gym inner squad just a couple weeks ago, and it was a perfectly fine routine. It wasn't even modified in any way. It was her normal routine. So I think they're just not pushing it at this point in the season. Again, as we've already mentioned before, why would you? There's really no point at an inner squad meet like this. So yeah, lots of lots of options. And someone in this lineup is already going to have to be taken out in order for Gabby to get in. So and I don't know who that's going to be. That stresses me out trying to think if it's either Naomi or Nico. I don't yeah. know who. JC Vore is also not in the lineup and she was someone that was in last year. So Michigan has plenty of options and... I think it was just good for Lily to get that experience and, you know, why not? She looked great. She's definitely going to be a part of the future for Michigan. Then looking at Beam, one of the stronger events of the day for Michigan, the highlight obviously being Natalie Wojcik's 9925. And Abby High School with her 99. Or did she get, did she, was she getting 99 or was it on floor? It was a 99. Yeah. Okay. She got 99 on floor as well. And we want to give a shout out to Nicoletta Kulos, who was in the exhibition spot and also got a 99. Yeah. Someone who's not ever consistently been in the beam lineup. For I don't think she's ever actually been in the lineup. Yeah. She's done a couple exhibitions. I think you're right. But. Just a beautiful gymnast to watch, and it was so nice to see her hit a routine and and get a big score like that. I think she's definitely making a strong case for being in the lineup. And I was pleased, because Beam was the shaky question mark event for Michigan last season, and I was really pleased to see that they got through that entire lineup start to finish with no falls from the routines that were actually in the lineups. Reyna Gugino fell in the exhibition spot after Nico, but... Other than that, everybody else hit, and it was solid routines. Like, they weren't, like, incredibly wobbly routines. They were, for the most part, like, one small balance check and pretty solid otherwise. So, a lot of promise on that event, I think, going into the season. And should hopefully be a better event for them. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Especially having Carly back, because she's somebody who we did not see here. Um, But it's training beam. She has a new dismount. She's doing a... Gainer pike. Yeah, gainer pike off the end. So they're hoping to have her back for season on that event. And I think she'll just be another big bonus. And then wrapping things up on floor, the highest scoring event for Michigan of the day. They posted a 49-450. And really wasn't... There really wasn't a weak spot, in my opinion, for Michigan. Great tumbling, strong landings, amazing choreography. I was so excited to see so many people in the gym tonight 
praising Myliana Canelo-Hermelens for choreography because she really does a great job with it. It's much improved for Michigan. I, I put out a tweet on our Triple Twist account if you maybe saw that. My overall thoughts on it is Michigan was one of those teams in the past that I feel like tried to make everybody fit into a certain mold. A lot of the gymnasts would have this pop, techno like very stereotypical i'm in college fourteen. yeah and that works for some people and it does not work for everybody and so i found that sometimes you would see somebody trying to do a routine that didn't really seem like them and it felt a little bit awkward or forced but this year it feels so them and even just knowing some of the gymnasts more and knowing kind of what their personalities are, I can totally see how comfortable they are in those routines and it just fits their overall vibe and their personality. So it's really fun to watch and I'm really excited to see them continue to grow into those routines as season goes on and just become even more confident with performing it. But the tumbling as well was phenomenal. Yeah. And Natalie, as we mentioned, didn't do floor here. She didn't do floor or vaults. Um, So she's someone that when the actual season starts, they're going to get her back in the lineup. But I'm not going to lie to you. I am not opposed to the idea of Natalie sitting out floor until postseason or closer to postseason. I would like to see somebody else, JC Vore, Kaylin Morgan. Ashley Lane did an exhibition. She did. (laughs) And I was surprised by that as well because I don't feel like I see her on that event necessarily like to, in my mind she's more of like a bars beam person yeah but hey i mean the fact that she's healthy and she did a floor routine i was su- surprised by that and we'll take it yeah <laughs> healthy honestly Lane. she reminds me a lot of natalie with her long lines nice toe point i think if she can get her landings a little bit more consistent she could potentially find her way into the lineup if not this season definitely in the future But either way, I think I would not be opposed to Natalie sitting out just to give her a break, honestly. Like, she's a fifth year. She's been doing gymnastics for a long time. She has stated, and also I feel like you can kind of just tell that she struggles with floor at times. Yeah. Um, Whether it's like a confidence issue or if it's just like the physical toll on the body. Um, She said when she was on our podcast that floor is like physically hard for her. So I say why not rest her and give somebody else a chance to get more experience consistently in the lineup and build that confidence Mm -hmm. for the future. And then Natalie can come out in postseason so she can claim all the all-around titles that she needs and deserves. (laughs) (laughs) That's just my hope. Just an idea. I feel like, you know, give give her a break. Let somebody else step in and get some experience because I think Michigan definitely needs that for the future considering that they're losing Natalie and high school next year and then potentially some others as well. But overall, I think Michigan looked good again, like we said at the beginning. For where we are in the season right now, we still got three weeks or so until the season actually begins. The girls are going to go home for Christmas break and then come back and actually kick things into high gear. So I think that it's good to have areas to improve and not come out the gates 100% at this inner squad. And they've done that in the past. So I see I it as see, a good thing. Yeah, I see it as a good thing. And I see the potential with this team to be right up there at the end of the season with some of the top teams. Central Michigan was really, really impressive. I was so, so impressed by that. Talk about coming out of the gates at 100%. They, they almost were. They were pretty much beating Michigan going into the last... Not pretty much. They, they were. were beating Michigan going into the last rotation. They were fire. Like, yeah. no pun intended, because, you know, fire up. But <laughs> they honestly were fire in more ways than one. They were. Yeah, they started on bars. I think they had a 49-3, which is... 
a really great score for them as a team on that event. Well, and especially considering how tight scoring was that whole exhibition mm-hmm. for them to come out the gate and get that. I'm like, okay, we see you central. Yeah. And you know, in the end to come away second with a score that's not that far behind Michigan I think it's going to be a big confidence boost for them. And, you know, scoring in the MAC conference is a little bit lower even than we see in the Big Ten. So for a team like Central, getting a score in the 196 range is, you know, some of their best work. And it's not to say that they can't go 197 because they, they, do. they totally could. But, you know, on average, some of their best meets of the season are going to be in that 196 range. And they were pretty close to going 196 here. So kind of impressive. Highlights, obviously. Hannah Demers. Do we have to say anything else? She's just amazing. As always. I already love her floor team. No surprises, though. Her routines are always amazing. And Luciana Alvarado-Reed. So beautiful. And now we weren't sure because Central doesn't, they're not one of those teams that post a whole lot. So it's always Instagram a story when you see them at this exhibition because you don't know what you're gonna get. But not that I expected anything less. But she was beautiful. She did vault, your tranquil full, and then a bar routine, which you got a nine nine. By the way, <laughs> that was actually because I started on bars, so her college debut was a nine nine on bars. Yep, and Queen. watching her, I was like. This is going to be good. Like, this is going to be an amazing four years. Me and you, like, looked over at each other and we, like, nodded our head. Because we have her on a couple of our fantasy teams, but also we just looked at each other like, this is going to be great. Truthfully, it's the kind of routine that if she wasn't in the MAC conference, she could be getting 10s every week. You know what? This is where it's going to change. She's going to get a 10 in the MAC conference. She could. It's it's great. She has legs glued together, toes pointed. I mean, she stuck the dismount. Like, it it doesn't really get better than how she did it. So I'm so excited for her. We didn't see her on beam and floor, but I'm hoping that by the time season rolls around, we'll see her. I don't don't understand why we wouldn't, because... If she's that beautiful on vault and bars, I'm you like... You know she, she has more in store. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So And that we've was... seen some training videos that she's posted on her personal Instagram. So, and that those are videos that have been posted while she's been at Central. So, yeah. So, yeah, overall, I mean, Central, I was really impressed with them. They were the only team out of all four teams to not count a fall, which is really impressive. Yeah. Really clean gymnastics throughout and excited to see them throughout the season I think that they're going to be a team that's definitely in the conversation to make it to regionals as a team and who knows maybe even make it to NCAAs <laughs> I would love that or at the very least have some individuals at NCAAs I want Hannah Demers back there I think Luciana definitely has a shot even if it's just on an event yeah I'm mostly joking when I say them as a team but that would be kind of epic in the future absolutely they're building towards that watch out y'all <laughs> Also, real quickly, before we move on from Central, I want to give a shout out to their vault lineup. I think compared to some of the other teams that we see, even in just the MAC conference, if you look at that conference alone, really impressive vaulting. They don't do anything super difficult. Like, they don't have any 10-0 start values, but what they do do, they do very nice. Yeah. We're talking, you know, your Chanko falls with good amplitude, straight body positions, minimal landing deductions. They were sticking vaults left and right. I think out of the entire lineup, maybe two of them weren't stuck or like weren't at least close to being stuck. Yeah. They had very, very, very minimal landing deductions on vault. So if you're looking for some secret weapon vaulters for your fantasy team, 
maybe take a look at CMU's lineup. Because even if you're looking at the scores, if you have like the score sheet from this inner squad, don't necessarily trust it because they were much better than like when the actual season's happening and the judges relax a little bit and they stop being assholes. They stop being little bitches. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Damn. Somebody's angry. (laughs) I'm joking. But their scoring was tight, you know. Well, like we said, Gabby Wilson with her powerful full with a a small hop went 9-7. So you can probably imagine what they were doing to the Port Mac conference. Yeah. They were eating them up like and not in a good way. It wasn't that bad. Like, the way you, the scores present, it's, it was not that bad. So just trust us. We were there, and we saw the vaults. We're talking, like, 9-7 range, 9-8 range. Oh, I'm thinking 9-8 range. Like, 9-8 yeah. plus range. I was just trying to be, like, realistically generous. But Well, you can always find more deductions. But right. if, if you're scoring on the same level that a lot of other teams are being scored, all those vaults were pretty much 9-8 plus, I would say. Yeah. During the regular season. So just want to give a shout-out to them, because... They are one of my favorite teams to watch on vault. Okay, so moving on to Western Michigan, they were third. And, you know, not a perfect meet for them, but I thought they looked great. Obviously, Peyton Murphy is the star of the team. Um, But they have some others in there as well. Sarah Moravansky is actually the MAC all-around champion. She didn't do floor, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just verify that. Quad meets are so hard because you're watching four people at once and so it's very easy to miss things right so yeah she didn't do floor but someone that I expect to be in when the season rolls around and I was really impressed with Donna Catherine Roy she did three events here and has an upgraded floor pass a tucked full in so that's always exciting to see those e tumbling passes also Hallie Faulkner coming back from an injury last season she had some pretty solid scores as an all-rounder last year for Western. And she's only a sophomore. So. And she did get injured last year. So she is on the comeback trail. But she did vault and bars here. She f- had a pretty nasty fall on bars, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, she only scored an 8.9. But obviously has the potential to be much higher than that. When she, when she hits, she's like yeah. in the 9.8 range. I'm not too worried about it. I feel like we're saying that a lot in this podcast. But... It's so early in December that for all of these teams, seeing people, you know, have little wobbles or falls, mistakes, it's really not that big of a deal. The biggest thing right now is health. Yeah. And gaining confidence. So wanting to go up there and do the best you can. People who are having mistakes at this point is not, to me, an indication of anything that's going to tell. It's not an indication of anything that's going to happen during the season. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're saying that a lot. We're, oh, we're not worried about that. We're not worried about that. But at this point in the season, unless a team is like severely injured and has not enough people to make their lineups, that's when I would be saying, I'm concerned. Yes. Which for Eastern. <laughs> speaking of which, we do have some concerns. I was a little bit concerned, but now after learning a little bit more, getting a little more insight, um, I'm not as worried anymore. So Eastern definitely, if you watched or were looking at the scores, definitely looked a little bit rough, not their best. They have tremendous potential on bars and beam. A little bit weaker on floor and then vault, at least as far as the inner squad goes, appears to be a major problem because they had several Yurchenko layouts. They only put up five gymnasts on vault and floor, actually. And then they had, yeah, Yurchenko layouts. They had one, I think, Yurchenko full. I don't know. Hannah Hartton usually does Yurchenko full, but she was first. And to be honest with you, I missed it in the midst of everything happening. But her score does not 
were fucked as if she did a Yurchenko full. And if she did, she must have fouled because it was a 9.025. Okay. And then Raisa Boris does. Has a new vault this season. It's a Yurchenko full on tuck off, but didn't really score very well. I was curious to see how they were going to score that vault. She only got a 9.5 for it. So mm. we'll see. But I don't really know if a score like that is going to be something they want in the lineup. So Eastern is a little bit concerning i guess at this point in time because they have a very large roster um and not using everybody that they would want to be using ideally ella shimani didn't compete here and neither did anna grace mccullough and they're two people that can do all four events and do it very very well they will be back from what we're hearing they will be back by the time season rolls around just not pushing it at this meet dealing with some very very minor uh, injuries and you know kind of on the the comeback but valuing you know having them healthy for a season as opposed to having them go and just do routines and an exhibition that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things exactly so i think that while looking at their scores from the inner squad it appears very concerning i think having anna grace back and ala shimani back and also on vault in particular hayden crossen didn't vault here but is expected to vault there in the season she is a really nice vaulter for them i think it'll be more okay than maybe we initially thought so okay. there were some highlights Kyrie lowe the freshman i felt so validated watching her do well <laughs> because she's one of those people that she's not the biggest name she hasn't competed very much recently she you know doesn't have any of the major results that you would of- look at her road and uh- not Road to Nationals, what is it called? My Meat Scores. Yeah. You look at her My Meat Scores page and you would be like, who is this girl that the All Things Gymnastics podcast keeps talking about? <laughs> but when you see her, you will understand why. Yeah, and watching videos of her training, she looks very, very nice. But also, sometimes people look nice in training, but they don't compete well. So I was afraid maybe that could be the case. Like, what if she doesn't compete well? Yeah. But she competed very well. She did all four events and had the highest score for Eastern on three of the four events. Which is huge. She had a 9.85 on bars, a 9.8 on beam, which I feel like was potentially even a little bit low. It was absolutely low. That routine It was a little bit Kyrie low. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Clever. I mean... (laughs) You like that one, don't you? It was low. I do feel like it was low for Kylie Rowe. Yeah. Wait. Kyrie Lowe. I just like, what did I say? I think you said Kylie. I said Kylie Rowe. Did I? Is that I don't said? even know. At this point, I don't know what you said. I think you said Kylie <laughs> Rowe. Anyways, okay. We digress. <laughs> she went up after a pretty long pause from the second gymnast up. So there was an issue with the score. She waited a good like four minutes, I would say, before she actually got up on the beam. And then did, in my opinion, a pretty close to flawless routine. She had a pretty low chest on her dismount. But other than that, the actual you know beef of her routine was really solid. Yeah, and for her to come out as a freshman, her very first outing ever as an Eastern gymnast, to do that well, I think, speaks volumes about her potential. And we saw somebody on Twitter get her mixed up with Ella Shimani. Like, they assumed that she was Ella Shimani, which that should tell you about her power on beam. <laughs> because Ella Shimani is known for being the best beam worker in Eastern Michigan's lineup. Yeah. And so for Kyrie Rowe to go up there and somebody to assume that it was Ella Shimani, I would take that as a compliment <laughs> if I was her. Another gymnast, too, that 
we saw it on beam in the exhibition spot who I would expect to be in the lineups come season is Michaela Stuckey. So she's always been in the beam lineup for Eastern. Very good gymnast. Had to learn a new dismount because the side aerial fold that everybody and their brother was doing was devalued. So she had some troubles over the summer, honestly, leading up very, very close to season, like as of just even last week, <laughs> where she was trying to learn a new dismount. So that dismount that she did, it was a handstand, like a split-legged handstand to gain her layout full. Is a new dismount for her. She actually needs to move it off the side of the beam in order for it to give her a 10 start value. So... Uh, they weren't going to push it for this meet just because... She, like, literally just learned it. She, like, and now they're like, you got to change it again. The day And also the day before, she just figured out that it was supposed to be off the side of the beam, not the end of the beam. So she's going to fix that for season. But once she fixes that, which also, by the way, she fell and then her start value... Hello. <laughs> Speaking is hard, clearly. We are doing this at night in our It defense. is late at night. Anyway, she fell and then also only started from a 9-6 because of the dismount mayhem. <laughs> so given that, she scored like an 8-9 something, which probably sounds awful. But given that she fell and also only started from a 9-6, it's actually not that bad of a score. Period. We so, love that Michaela Stuckey. <laughs> and then also looking forward to seeing her on floor. If healthy, she's expected to be in that floor lineup her floor choreography this year is really good it's very contemporary or like modern vibe yeah different than what she's had in the past but also if you i don't know if you know you guys know much about her but she was a competitive dancer and she did both back in her level 10 career so you can definitely see that when she's on the floor and she does her own choreography um and sometimes even helps out with some of her teammates as well so the vibe of it is very um if you guys remember chase caps yes. from oklahoma yeah. that's kind of what her routine reminds me of yeah it's the choreography a very, is a similar energy and vibe or it feels like something that kj kindler will choreograph but not like the weird routines like the good ones that she does choreograph yes <laughs> I know, Oklahoma's choreography is so hit or miss, but... Yeah. But Michaela Stucky is very, very good, so looking forward to seeing her on floor as well. Again, another option for them on an event where they only put up five people in this inner squad. And then also, Maylee Vanderbeek, someone I was hoping to see compete a little bit more this season, is out. So she actually wasn't even at the inner squad. So that's a little bit of a loss for Easter. Not that she was a, she wasn't very much of a big contributor as far as her scores last season, but, but definitely added to the depth. Of the yeah. Team. And had potential, I think to be in on bars, beam floor. I mean, she's trained all those events and has a very nice look to her. So that will be a bit of a loss for Eastern. But I think with, you know, some of the names you mentioned, getting Shimani back, getting Anna Grace McCullough back, Michaela Stuckey and some of those lineups, um, it might be a very different picture come January. And then the last one we're going to talk about today is Georgia's first look. So we hurried home from Michigan's exhibition to watch Georgia's first look. And I have to say, I was pretty pleasantly surprised with how Georgia looked. Me and Ashley were in the gym a couple months ago and they looked really good then, but you never know how it's going to translate into competition. And yeah. this team is so new, honestly. They have, I don't remember, we counted how many people they had returning. I don't remember right now off the top of my head. A very small number are from last it's year. It's like an entirely new team, like yeah. quite literally. Between, Between the transfers and then the freshman class, it's just a new team. So yeah. 
could be a good thing, could also be a bad thing. And I think depending on how they work together as a team and how they embrace the new roles of people on the team. Curious to see like what the dynamic is. I, I was reading some discussion in the Facebook group on, I guess, what the team dynamic is and how well they work together as a team. Because I do think that's a challenge when you don't really know the people that you're with. and Especially rel- for the girls that were there last season. And now it's almost like an entirely different team. Well, that's the thing. You don't think of that as being like an issue, but I do think it could be because you have all of these teams around the country that have been working together for the last four years, three years, two years, you know, they've had a lot of time to build a culture together. And then when you kind of just overnight get a new coaching staff, well, what feels like overnight, I don't mean like literally, but you get a, a new coaching staff, you have almost an entirely new face to your team. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, I guess. But maybe it's for the best. I mean, they have some really strong gym that's coming in for the freshmen, Jeffrey Scott, doing bars and beam this season, but I think should be a key player for Georgia. Absolutely beautiful. And a lot of unique combinations on beam. Yeah. It's very exciting to watch. Nia Howard is another freshman that we're really excited about. She got a 995 on bars at their inner squad. Yeah. So shout out to her. And bars, I feel like is kind of a weaker event for Georgia. Um, I feel like I see beam and floor. Well, I guess maybe it's probably way too early to say beam is a good event for them. Granted, they got through this first look with, only one fall, I believe. Gosh, I don't remember right now at the top of my head, but they, they were good on beam. Yeah. And I think a lot of potential on floor as well. I kind of see vault and bars being potentially weaker events. Vault, because they only have one 10 star value with Soraya Hawthorne, which I'm very, very glad to see that she's going for the one and a half this season. Mm-hmm. We'd love to see that. And I think they need to start pushing the difficulty a little bit more on that event if they actually want to stay or, or I guess be competitive with top teams. I don't want to say stay competitive because yeah. they've dropped down, unfortunately, so low. Well, if they want to start climbing back up. Yes. Yeah. For sure. And bars looked a little bit rough at the first look. A lot of missed handstands, wonky form, dismounts that were short, but things that they have time to clean up mm-hmm. before season and should be a better event for them by the time season rolls around, at least I hope. Yeah. As far as other new faces... There's a couple other freshmen that I think are kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Nicole King, we actually have her on one of our fantasy teams, and I'm really excited about her potential. An absolutely beautiful gymnast and showed vault, bars, and floor at the first look. She was slated to do beam, but then didn't go up, so I'm not really sure what happened there, but she's somebody that Georgia shows pretty consistently on their Instagram stories on that event, and she has a beautiful triple series, beautiful lines. Nice leaps and jumps. Yeah, so I think a lot of potential there. Also, Erin Williams, she's somebody when me and Ashley were in the gym, I remember watching her on floor and being like, who is this girl? She's so good. She was so consistent and so solid. And we saw that at the exhibition as well. So I think she's somebody with a lot of promise. And then you have all of the transfers. Mm-hmm. Josie Angeny going to be a star for Georgia, I think. She didn't do floor, but we have seen her training that event. So hoping that she'll have that ready for season. Yeah, fingers crossed. But gosh, she's going to be so good for them. She is doing a year chanko full. But, you know, other than maybe not getting a whole lot of distance on it, it's still a clean vault. Um, nearly stuck it at the first look, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe like a tiny hop. But a really good vault. Bars is good. I, I feel like she was a little bit underscored on bars at the first look. Well, and I also feel like her form, for some reason, the last like couple times I've seen her, 
Her form looks a little bit wonky, but I don't recall her looking that way when we were there in person. Or in watching the stories. Also, just like in her Kentucky career. Like, I don't know, like maybe my perception is just off. But at the first look, I kind of felt like on her Jaeger, she had like some more form issues. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Hopefully that's something that will clean up. But her beam is spectacular. The triple series. It's like (laughs) always perfect. Literally every single time. Her and Sierra Brooks have to be two of the most consistent. I'm sure there's more. There has to be more gymnasts. (laughs) But from my personal experience watching people, those are the two most consistent gymnasts that I have ever personally witnessed. Well, when it comes to specific skill, like Josie with that series, Sierra Brooks with her bar dismount. One time we were in the gym, this was like a month or so ago, I said something to her about like, do you ever not stick your dismount? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like I, I don't always stick it. And I'm like, kind of like squinting my eyes like, okay, I think you're lying. I didn't say that, but I'm thinking that. And then she goes and she keeps sticking them. And then at one point she like looked at me and smiled as if like, basically. She's like, yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the math wasn't mathing. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was kind of funny. But yeah, Josie, I'm so excited for her. I'm so excited that she's getting to live out her dream of being Josie Jim Dog. And <laughs> it's just going to be an exciting season. And then Sandra Osadic, SOS, where was she? Yeah, I'm a little concerned because she was on their story like earlier in the week. Because Georgia posts really frequently. So they're mm-hmm. one of the teams that like we get a really good grasp on like who's healthy and who's doing what. Because they post so frequently. But she was down on the floor. She had her hair down. She was wearing like leggings, tennis shoes, a jacket. And it looked like she was doing something. She was videoing something. So I don't know if she was running the Instagram story or whatever. But yeah, that's a little bit concerning. Maybe she was just like not feeling well or something. But you would still think she would be like dressed with the team. Yeah, she didn't think. She didn't look like a part of the team. She looked like she was like a student manager or something. But literally earlier in the week, she was doing gymnastics and looking good and healthy. So I'm scared because I was really, really excited to see her. So as we keep saying, not worried about that right now. Well, we're worried about this. Here is something that we are worried about. (laughs) Where is Sandra Alsonic and why is she wearing street clothes at the exhibition that's only like two to three weeks away from season? We have questions. We need answers. (laughs) And the only other person I think we didn't mention was Vanessa Denise. Mm-hmm. She fell on bars, but I think otherwise looked pretty good. Absolutely beautiful gymnast that I think is going to do really big things for Georgia. I am so excited for her to get the time of day that she deserves in these lineups because Oklahoma was way too stacked for her to actually consistently make lineups. But she's an absolutely beautiful gymnast on multiple events. And I think she'll be a really big contributor for them. Overall, I think that, you know, Georgia's had such a rough season the last couple of years. I can't help but feel somewhat optimistic that things are going to start going in a different direction, and that is upwards. I do feel good about it. Yeah, and I want to knock on board because I don't want to jinx anything, but I just... I feel like the team is really, really strong this year. And even if they're not going to be, you know, contending for the SEC title or making it to nationals, I just feel like it's a strong group that they can hopefully build off of. They have some strong gymnasts coming in in the future. And I feel like this could be the start of a new beginning for Georgia. Hopefully I'm not wrong. But I'd like to see Georgia come back again. You know what I mean? And get back to the level that they once were. So that's on my wish list for this Christmas season. Honestly, same. We hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and next week we are super excited to be bringing you another interview this time with rising sophomore on the illinois state gymnastics team jay mack and only the second ncaa qualifier in program history period 
<laughs> That'll be a fun one. And we also, similar to this week's episode, are going to talk about some of the inner squads that are happening just because there's a ton more that are going on past the date that we recorded this. So there's Minnesota, LSU is happening technically today, the day this is released. UCLA is this week. Michigan State has one this weekend that we plan on going to. So there's a lot going on and we're going to continue to have some of the conversations about how these teams are looking and what our thoughts are. So stay tuned for that next week. But in the meantime, we hope you guys have a wonderful week. We love you so much and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye.